welcome to the Fantasy Book of the Month podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Rachel, and this month's theme is going to be uh, women leads. Joining with me, I have Katie. That's me. Daniel Edmondson. It's me, Dan. I'm taking a back seat in this episode because I'm a male. And Peter. <laughs> <laughs> Holy fuck. Could have been without that. I could have gone my whole yeah. life not hearing that and been fine. <laughs> but instead uh, you had to hear that because somehow it was that's funnier than what I Peter said. is. Yeah. Uh, this month's theme is slightly different from our uh, when did we do this theme again? So what did I don't we think do we female authors. Uh, we do female authors. Oh. Yeah. I don't know when we, re- we released that. Previously. Me neither. Maybe like a year ago. Right. Previously on the Fantasy Book of the Month podcast. <laughs> Was it August or July? Look, I can open it up and go look it up or we can keep talking. I have Let's to unhide that. cells in our spreadsheet. And nothing <laughs> oh, makes like... for exciting podcast content like spreadsheets. That's right. Worst, 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 I'm so turned on about these spreadsheets now. Keep okay. talking. Okay. Nothing makes good radio like listening to Katie talk about how she's turned on. Uh. <laughs> supposed to be friendly family at some point I don't know what does that, that mean i have a family uh, i'm kind of friendly ish katie is pretty friendly especially when you're talking about spreadsheets yes i have too many spreadsheets oh, you i could probably guys. stand to have more spreadsheets i have like five and they're i all can't handle this oh it my seems goodness like disturbingly low number of spreadsheets Admittedly, there's a lot of the spreadsheets have multiple pages of spreadsheets. Because oh, okay. they're separated <laughs> by themes. So each spreadsheet. You separate your spreadsheets? Yes. That's segregation, and we outlawed that. Yeah, which is why I'm we're okay. only going to talk about female lead books. That's right. I'm not going to touch that with a 10 foot pole. Nope. I have an 11 foot pole over here for you. I wouldn't okay. touch the Grinch with a 39 and a half foot pole. That is an exceptionally long pole, and leverage would make that very hard to lift. Which is why I wouldn't touch him with it. Duh. Very enough. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so this, this month, so to speak, we all read uh, books starring female leads. And is there really much to talk about? in in the general sense right uh except that i don't know it hasn't been done enough in fantasy obviously in the last few decades there's been a lot more uh there have been a lot more women authors entering the field and there have been a lot more people uh, fighting to include this kind of representation and and make sure that fewer people are being assholes about it and saying no, I don't like to read about. I like to read about somebody that I can empathize with, and that's a white man. Um, so, so we're living in comparably an ideal time to read books with women leads, right? Well, we can define what is a lead character because that might be difficult, and particularly in ensemble books. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Um, uh, I, you know, I've read that you could consider books to have uh, potentially three roles, which can all 
more than that, obviously, but three roles that people often think of as the primary character that can all reside in the same person or in different characters, uh, protagonist, main character, and hero. Um, because you can have books, a protagonist, as I think is defined mostly as the, the character who is confronting conflict, who is uh, experiencing or undergoing change, right? They have a journey to make and, and the book shows you their journey. Um, that can be distinct from the main character, right? Because a book can follow one main character while someone else near them uh, or in their experience is going through a, a life journey and being the protagonist. And then yeah. no one could be heroic or someone else altogether could be a heroic character. Yeah, uh, that's the Warlord Chronicles by Bernard Cornwell kind of reminds me of that because you're following one of Arthur's shield men. You're not following Arthur, you're following his shield men. So he's not the hero of mm -hmm. Arthur because King Arthur. <laughs> So, right. it's, so it's interesting to see that the point of view of somebody who's not the hero or um, some, it's, uh, sometimes I find it interesting. Uh, if it's too bleak, then it's hard to empathize with all the, if all the characters are evil, I'm just like, I don't care about any of you. Goodbye. Yeah, they don't necessarily have to be evil to not be a, a hero. Yeah. Um, well, I'm thinking more of like the secret history where the, everyone's an asshole and you don't care about anyone. Yeah, I I don't want to read a book where I can't empathize with anybody. Like if I if I you need to do anti-hero or the like carefully, really, if you want to pull in an audience. Yeah, well, it's not the genre of like the pretentious dark academia where everyone's pretentious and asshole. Yeah. You're so to basically, be everyone is Draco Malfoy. I sure, um, but they're more like they're all it, the it, the. Per, I was told the purpose behind it is to be like intrigue, but I'm just like, I don't care about the intrigue if I don't care about anyone. But um, or like mm -hmm. following the villain is also interesting. I think I had that same problem when I read The Magicians where like oh. <laughs> I didn't like anyone. And so like when they had problems, I was like, good. You suck. <laughs> good. Suffer. Yeah. Well, I don't like wishing suffering on characters. I just don't care. And then if I don't care about the characters, I don't care about the story. Kind of. <laughs> well, I have a question for y'all about your books with your female lead was it written by a female author i uh, mine was because i specifically was looking for it uh, mine I, was not because i just happened to be reading a book that fit the bill at the time and okay. said sure i'll count this one uh mine is and it was entirely by accident Okay. I was just curious. What about you, Katie? You didn't answer. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, I guess. Oh. Well, I mean, you know, I wasn't, wasn't going to say anything. I just want to blah, blah, blah. Okay. Um, mine also was written by a female author. And I was just curious because, you know, you get the subreddit men writing women and it's just. Oh, yeah. No, it's hilarious. Horrendous. 
And I love, I don't think I love that so much. I don't think I've come across. I've come across women writing women bad, which is weird. I mean, well, maybe they're can just write bad badly. women. Yeah. <laughs> like I despise it mainly because that character is basically the the trope where um, they're a bad like the care the female character is badass just to be a badass and she's not really a badass, just annoying. That's that's not usually a characteristic for someone that's a badass. Well, it's in a book that me and Dan both don't like. I just don't want to badmouth a book on. Are you talking about oh, I'll, I'll badmouth a book, but I don't yeah, remember I'm... what you're talking about. I was about now to I'm... guess what it was. And I'm like, oh, what is it, Dan? Uh, we can bleep it out. Yes, it was Lila Bard. I hate her. What yeah. the hell is a Lila Bard? From the... Uh... Darker Red, white, and gray. London. What's the name of that series? Something Darker magic. Shade oh, of magic. Darker, Darker Shades Shade of Magic. Of magic. V. Oh, V.E. Schwab. Which okay. I'm so I don't hate that book, and I don't hate Lila Bard as the one of the main characters, but the plotting in that book is fucking weird. And uh, yeah, it's it's one I, of those I, I've never read a book before. I, and I and I read all three of the books in that series. And every one of them, I didn't like what happened, but I enjoyed reading the book. I was very like the concepts of the book. So the concepts were really cool, yeah. but I h- hated Lila by the book three. I'm just like, you are good at everything. Stop. You learn magic. Oh, she's a Mary Sue. <laughs> I wouldn't say that. She just learned magic and was instantly won a tournament with magic. Well, that's yeah, how I did it. Like, the tournament didn't really mean anything or make any sense that it was in the book. And there was a lot of weird stuff, but it was a super cool world to read about. And like the stuff that happened in and like, I feel like V.E. Schwab is a good writer and I've read some of her other stuff and it's good. And, and, and it's not like shades of magic, darker shades of magic is poorly written, but, but perhaps poorly plotted. I think we've talked about that. Like some other, I feel like we've talked about this series specifically on. I think we talked about it off camera. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's possible. Yeah. Um, Wait, you guys have cameras? Yes, I do have a camera for work. (laughs) But uh, (laughs) uh, apologies to the fans of V.A. Schwab. I just really hated Elila Bard. She annoyed me. As female leads go, she's not a strong contender. Yeah, I I think that's that's probably fair to say. Yeah. Do you want to hear something funny? Yes. Always. I ended up accidentally reading a female, uh, a fantasy romance book. Oh my gosh, that's hilarious, Rachel! You and you didn't thing. like. So we could have been reading romance all this time. We could have a whole month of romance, and we. No, we are going to February is coming up, y'all. <laughs> we are. Rachel. What is February? I, I I don't mind romance. Right sometimes. now on our schedule, fe- February says. Uh, oh no, I'm sorry. That was that's when we record it. I'm looking at the wrong one. When is what are we doing February? February? Does, no, uh, February is all read the same book. Oh, Ew. no, we're not doing that. We're, we're doing February. We could all read a romance next, and talk about next it. Next month is February, Katie. <laughs> yeah. Also, oh, we already God. have a book. For, we already have a book and something special planned. But you could wait till July when we pick each other's books and you can angle for, for a Rachel selection, you know? You can... Yes. Here comes the bridge kingdom for you, Rachel. Or not even torment Rachel. I feel like that. I feel like when we pick each other's books, sometimes we torment Rachel too much. (laughs) Yeah. uh, 
it was Dan that picked for me, and then Nick for, who picked for me, and I ended up being mad about both books. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I haven't liked Heard. the book. Yet. But you, if and, you get me, you can pick romance. I love good romance. Um, yeah, I didn't hate it mainly because there's not a lot of romance in this. It was like one cut to black sex scene. That was oh, that's it. not too bad. That's not really a romance. I'm no, just saying that's... the genre is fantasy romance. Like oh, the okay. series in general is a fantasy romance series. I mean, well, what are, this is your book for this month that we're talking about? Yeah. Why don't we just uh, jump into it, Rachel? What'd you read? Yeah, sure. Tell so us good. about your book. No. <laughs> I read A Song of Blood and Stone by Elle Penelope. Um, hmm. Basically, uh, there's a veil that separates two continents or not two continents but like two countries that is weakening and soldiers from the other country uh accidentally stumble across to uh the protagonist countries without realizing thinking that because the veil is weakening and they didn't realize they crossed over and uh, they're holding a spy and they stumble across this farmhouse where the protagonist jessamine i think that's it Jasmine, I think that's uh, is hiding because she um, is separated from everyone because she's uh, has Earth Singer magic, which is this uh, magic that controls the Earth, and it's uh, primarily found in the enemy country, uh, where the true father is the ruler, and he's the strongest Earth Singer. Uh, anyways, they have a spy from the protagonist countries. And uh, it goes from there, and it follows two timeline, uh, two plots of the spy and the earth singer, Jack and Jessamine. Jack is the spy, and a husband and wife who I've forgotten their names, unfortunately. But I like their plot better uh, because it's them uh, trying to find their um, the wife's sister's baby who was stolen by a, a cult of sisters. Holy shit! <laughs> yes. Uh, and there's conspiracy in that one, which is fun. Yeah, so I like so, the plot better. How does the veil work? Is it just a literal? It's called the mantle. So I, it, it's it's like a, a wall between two countries. Yeah, wall of power. Well, yeah, them. sure. It's a magic line that you can't cross. Yeah. Okay. Um, and that's explained more in like the book with the world building and stuff. And it involves the the queen who the queen for who who sleeps or something. I think that's the title. The queen who sleeps. There's a sleeping queen. Oh man, goddess. I could I <laughs> yeah. could stand to do more sleeping. Yeah, um, I liked it. Uh, I wish there was more explanation for the world building. It was kind of telly sometimes in flash. It was mostly flashbacks and dream. It was dream weird dream flashbacks, which is confusing. And not my favorite type of world building, but hmm. yeah. And the, the romance wasn't over uh, overly annoying, but it also felt like a lot of setup for book two. Ah, uh, so that's so when all the two. doinking's gonna happen. Yeah, Ooh, it's well, a doink were, fest. Yeah, because nice. there's a it's a it's a four book series. Oh, maybe, maybe, maybe book two won't be full of doinking. They might be saving doinking for book three. Doinking actually might be in the novellas because there's also three novellas in between each book. Mm, the doinkvellas, right? Yes. <laughs> uh, I, I can't. Uh, what they happen in Akatar? I think they, that has a doinkvella. 
Which does? The uh, A Court of Thorns and Roses series by Sarah J. Mass. Ah. Um, yeah, and I picked this as the uh, female leads because primary. I don't know if the guys get a POV, but the main, at least two of the three POVs are female. Cool. I'll take it. Um, I forget if Jack gets a POV. I think he does. I just didn't care because I didn't care about that plot line. I was more interested about baby baby stealing. I mean, yeah, I pay a lot of attention to baby stealing. Oh, and also that was the the main plot line was more uh, romance involved. So, <laughs> oh, that's why you didn't really pay attention to it too. <laughs> was there so much sexual tension happening? Well, I don't. I didn't know if there was. I didn't care. <laughs> I'm not sexual attachment in books. Don't I don't care about that. <laughs> um, yeah. So it was. It was a decent book. I get it. I gave it like a three point five, a three point seven five, or something like that. I, I might get to the the sequel at some point. Uh, and that was. Does anyone have any other questions for me? No. I think I think we're good. Yeah. So I think this would be, I just forgot, what are the, um, so that was the Song of Earth and Blood by, Song of oh, Blood and Stone, Stone, the Earth yeah. Singer Chronicles book one. Yeah, by L. Penelope. And wait, is that a, uh, a, the letter L or is it yes. E-L-L-E? Okay. It's L dot Penelope. Got it. Um, and what fantasy book? I forgot that I was doing this. What fantasy or flash fantasy bingo uh, prompts would that fulfill? Um, How long do you have to to fill in your bingo card? March. Oh wow! End of end of March. Haven't you filled it all in by now? No, I'm doing like two books per month. Ah. Yeah. I don't want to read all of them at the same time. Uh yeah, so I think it's mostly just be new to you author if you have an or backlist book. Um and that's about it for the R slash fantasy. Or cat squasher. Cat squasher? <laughs> yeah. Um basically it's any book over five hundred pages. Oh, okay. Which is <laughs> I thought I thought it was it had to be a book that like killed a pet or something. No, that would be weird. I agree. Uh, <laughs> so I guess I, I since since it's gonna be it's uh, January, you only have three more months to uh, fill in your bingo card. Oh fuck you guys! It's January. Air quotes. Yeah. Oh, not November whatsoever. No, no, this is crazy. It's never been November. November is a myth. I mean, October felt like a myth, myth, even though I read 19 books in November. Not November. Yes, I read 19 <laughs> books in November. In October. My God. That's a lot of books. Yeah. That's read... like the first quarter of Animorphs books. <laughs> Isn't there like 63 Animorphs books? I believe books? there are 82. Holy because fuck! What I why? downloaded all eighty-two of the animals. So, but Dan, do they all count? Are they all by the original author? I'm like, pretty sure. Uh, yeah, 
I no, oh my no. goodness. Okay. There's a ghost. There's ghost writing. Oh, oh there is. Hmm. Yeah, because you can well. t- definitely tell there's ghost writing because some uh, the tone of the books like change. One of my friends decided to read them and stopped because he's not an insane person. I just I know um, I read the Boxcar Children books as a kid, and and the original author wrote the first nineteen, and then there are apparently, you know. 30 or 40 more that were only created by so-and-so. Yeah, I think K.A. Applegate is similar to, like, uh, Carolyn Keene, where it's just multiple people. Yeah, I don't know enough about animal. Guys, I'm learning about Animorphs a lot, so, you know. <laughs> okay, yeah, sure. well, you're, you're going to have to come back and, and, and fill us in. Are you going to regale us with Animorphs tales? Actually, in 2022, I'm going to find a way to just make every theme fit an Animorphs book. And we'll talk about oh, it for fuck's sakes. <laughs> it would actually not work for this because three of the five, the only two of the five characters are female characters. Holy crap. There was a box yeah, chart, the, Boxcar Children animated film in 2014. It's probably bad. I don't even know what that is. What's, what's Boxcar Children? The Boxcar Children were kind of hardy boys ish um they were four siblings who were orphaned uh and and then went out and lived on their own at least in the first book and before they found a home and they solved little mysteries and things Hmm. Um, and they lived in a boxcar only in the first book what they abandoned the title (laughs) entity in the first at the end of the first book (laughs) well look that's how they got their name and then they moved on. But anyway, so I don't know, like there's like Martin Sheen and J.K. Simmons are in it. What? So like A star-studded cast. Yeah. Fourteen in the good old days of 2014. Yeah. Where and everything sucked. Zachary Gordon. Oh, he played Greg Hefley. Fuck that guy. I don't know what any oh. of those words mean, except fuck that guy. I know those ones. You do. I know that you know those words. Jesus <laughs> Christ, Peter. <laughs> so the, there's this, the, ser- the first series is 60, 54 books and including 10 companion mo- novels. Wait, are you talking about Oscar children? Oh, Animorphs. Okay. Oh. <laughs> All right. Well, since I've been outed for my Animorphs addiction, I'll, I'll talk about my book next. Is All right. Which Animorphs, Animorphs book is it? It's Animorphs, book two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's the, so from many novels from uh, 25 to 52 are written by ghost, ghost writers. Well, this is that's book two. Depressing. So this one is written by. I've heard the ending is also controversial. There's the an ending. They yeah. let the no, book. I didn't end? actually. Yeah, there's a conclusion to the invasion of the weird. Mind yeah. worms, which is the plot of Animorphs. There are yeah. mind worms. There's mind worms. <laughs> yeah, they're really creepy. Listen, there there are animorphs. At at this point, yes, we will have to have a dedicated animorphs episode after maybe after I've read all eighty of these books. I mean, I will happily show up and listen to you astound me with what the <laughs> heck is happening in these books. I know the ending, and it's kind of weird. And I might well, don't, read don't one spoil if it. I remember. Yeah. I mean, Dan says they're all free. Yeah, you can just get them on the Animorphs Reddit. I can also just get them from my library. That seems unlikely. 
I have my library has all 63. Well, they, well they don't have the side ones. You're missing the side ones. I'm sure they also have the side ones. <laughs> I, I live in the fourth big, the biggest city in the United States. I'm pretty sure I can find them. Oh, so now we can say where she lives, huh? Yeah, I don't live in <laughs> middle of nowhere anymore. I live in a city. You're not going to find me in Houston. Watson. <laughs> nope. Oh, yes, That's I a did challenge, live in folks. That is a, that is a direct challenge to you out there to find Rachel. Oh, I God. did live in Clipson, which is a very tiny is town why, in South Carolina. <laughs> is that why we didn't talk about where you lived? Just because you were embarrassed of the place you lived? No, no, no it's security. Safety. It's safety oh, okay. and security. Okay. Yeah, I live because in a very there's probably tiny like town. one. Yeah, there's probably just like one person named Rachel in the entire county. Yeah, well, no, um, but there's also <laughs> a, there was a school directory that had my name and picture. Like, oh, that's uh, awful. Easily, easily accessible. That had also had my address on it. Right, and that a we Facebook, will, if you will. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't live there anymore, so that's why. So, <laughs> yeah. That's right. That's right. You're safe. All right, guys. Now. I did actually read a book that's not Animorphs. And I don't believe you. I was so worried. Oh, my God. Really? I was excited. <laughs> the second Animorphs book does have a female lead. But, is it? Uh, um, and, it's, and it's Rachel. The oh, yeah, it is Rachel. Oh, right. Rachel, the war criminal. The war criminal, um, yeah. Anyway, I think oh, we're not I talking think, about that. Does she live in Houston? No, she does not live in Houston. I think they live in ambiguous um, Midwest. Yeah. It's actually a part of the framing device that you don't know where the Animorphs live. Oh, my. Okay. All right. Oh, I'm yeah, done. I'm done. Like, the framing device is they're telling their story, right? Yeah. Yeah. Just to. But I, I don't know if like at the end, the, the novels were all in second person or something. I don't know. But uh, uh, so what book did I read? I read. The unbroken. Meh things about it. I don't know. I kind of just, there is a lot of will they romance. Stuff happening. novel well one okay. so um but uh this um and, and i apologize because like i feel like i should have looked up what this uh novel is like really really about so to speak because it feels very much when you're reading it like uh and especially in the audiobook the narrator makes uh one of the nations have a french accent and so it feels very much like huh. it's about French colonialism. And I'm not sure what nation is has been colonized uh, is sort of like the, Morocco? you know, I don't know if it's supposed to be like Egypt or something like that. It doesn't feel like Egypt. It feels like maybe like Lebanon or something. Uh, Egypt wasn't France. Uh, for, for part of the time, it was France. But oh, OK. Uh, not ultimately. I mean, Napoleon definitely rode up on Egypt a bit. Um, okay, I'm mm -hmm. just forgetting history. Anyways, but it, I think Morocco <laughs> was one of the countries. It could be Morocco, yeah. I don't know. 
but anyway, the the story is purely fantastical. Uh, neither of these nations actually exist, but it does get into like a uh, it is it is primarily about uh, terrain, who is the female lead. And it's a sort of queer normative book where there's a lot of LGBT plus characters. They are it's not explicitly said that, like, it's illegal or anything like that. And it's so it doesn't seem like it's illegal to be queer or gay or, or anything. But uh, it's not like people are excited uh, about the situation, although although there are times where they talk openly about same sex characters being married, especially like in the nobility, as that being an acceptable thing. But uh, it's 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 never like fully laid out. Nobody ever says like, hey, here are the laws and here's what we do and here's what you can't do it. But there's always this sort of sense that um, people at least are given a chance to choose what they want. And in certain roles, they they may have to downplay that side of them, like in the military. Um, but in larger society, it's kind of an open, acceptable thing. You get to love who you want to love, which was nice because almost every other aspect of society was awful because <laughs> uh, it's, you know, it, it's it's uh, the terrain uh, who's the lead character is a. Uh, almost a child soldier who's essentially like been kidnapped uh, or ra- or or I don't not ransomed, but like uh, held hostage by the colonizing uh, nation and is raised as like a soldier along with a bunch of her fellow child countrymen. And so the story takes place when she's uh, returning home, but as a soldier for the enemy country. And she has to navigate her misgivings about what her role is in the country and the burgeoning revolution that's going on there. And at the same time, the princess of... uh, the colonizing nation is like making uh lovey dovey eyes at her through the whole novel and also is uh the princess so she is part of an authoritarian regime so uh that's the the other pov character is the princess who uh you keep i i kept rooting for her but she very rarely uh came to make positive decisions that I was rooting for her to make. So uh, I won't spoil exactly like what those are. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm sure that like if if you're looking for like, I don't know, queer champions, terrain is a pretty good one, but almost everyone else in the story sucks because they're either like living in horrible conditions and it's forced them to become kind of monstrous uh, or uh are they implicit in keeping that that world in the structure that it's in? Right, exactly, exactly. So, and and terrain is is kind of stuck between those two things. You know, she's grown to like want to be a really good soldier for the evil empire, but uh, kind of quickly learns that like that actually sucks. And <laughs> so, uh. You know, the other thing is, like, even though I feel like what I've described sounds like there's a lot of action in it, and there is a lot of action, and actually a lot of, like, uh, 
gory description of like how awful sort of Napoleonic era warfare could be with like people exploding and stuff and being Oof. horribly injured and yet still alive on the battlefield kind of things. At least one person is eaten by a bear. Uh, so uh, it can be a very violent book, but um, there's a lot of downtime, so to speak, between these like sudden and explosive moments of violence. Uh, so it is somewhat of a contemplative book where the characters spend a lot of time kind of like worrying about the decisions they have to make, doing their best not to make them. And then the world kind of like forcing those decisions on them, uh, which I think usually makes for a good book because nobody wants to make decisions until, you know, your house is on fire and you have to put it out. (laughs) So that was, uh, do you guys, I don't know, have any questions about that before we move on? No, it sounds pretty cool. What was it called again? It was called The Unbroken uh, by C.L. Clark. This is Magic of the Lost, book one. Oh, is it a finished oh. series? No, it is not. Know. This just it's came the... out uh, in September. 20... Yeah, I want to like it, but I hate no, sometimes I really hate when... I hate when characters make bad decisions constantly. It gets annoying after a while. Yeah, I mean, I've, I, I think that's one of the reasons why there's multiple POV characters so that one of them can be you can you can just constantly look at them and be like why why would you do this and then you can spend time with the other characters out there making positive choices yeah i don't know um i i still want to like it but i feel like i will get annoyed really quickly which is not a i guess that was a more thing about me as a reader <laughs> yeah i don't know how to gauge that for you rachel i i liked it but yeah. At the same time, I feel like it's one of those books that's kind of right up my alley in terms of the mix between romance and action and the will they won't they and world really cool world building. You know, it is a magic. There's a magic system in place that's never really super clearly explained. But like a lot of the book revolves around hunting for the people that can do the magic and stuff. Uh so it's not it's not necessarily like a central part of it. It's just like a known fact in the world. But yeah, that's fair. Um, I I'm not the biggest fan of will they won't won't they, which is unfortunate because I wanted mm-hmm. to like it. <laughs> yeah, I have to say that's a, a huge part of the book. So if you're not looking for that, I would not suggest the give me soft, fluffy romances. That's. <laughs> Or a slow burn. That's not a, a slow burn. Sorry. Making this about me. Sorry. <laughs> That's cool. That's okay. So, uh, who would like to go next? Katie, Peter, I'll rock, paper, next? scissors for you. Oh, sweet. Okay. On, the, on, on three, we say what we're holding. Okay. One, One two, two, three. three paper. Scissors. <laughs> you Lightsaber. <laughs> Lightsaber. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh no, she finger. cut off my hand and now I can't play rock, paper, scissors. Oh, <laughs> well, no. we got another hand, Dan. Oh, I can't do rock, paper, scissors with my left hand. That's disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> that, is, yeah, that is kind it's of uncomfortable. A, that's your toilet wiping hand. That's what a lightsaber is. The middle, you just hold up your middle finger. Well, okay, that's just like that. rude, Rachel. <laughs> I just made this up, by the way. <laughs> I thought you just funny. made up rudeness. Yeah. 
I'm pretty sure it's, it's been just, around way longer than Rachel has. I, I'm there's been multiple ways of cheating at Mark Mark oh, Mark paper scissors. Yes, Mark paper scissors. <laughs> <laughs> I, I play Mark. <laughs> um, like gun that everyone yes, uses. Dynamite. Oh, yep, yep, yep. So mine now mine is lightsaber. Just hold up your middle finger. It's I'll just punch someone in the face. Rock paper scissors, <laughs> stupid pow. That's the salt. Oh. Murder. Rock, I paper, scissors, assault. murder. Oh That's no, murder beats illegal. my assault. <laughs> All right. Okay. Well, oh, hey, um, look. Anyway. Hi. My <laughs> name is Peter and I read a book. What did I read, you ask? That's a good question. I read Lords and Ladies by Terry Pratchett. Oh. I was um, gonna say that sounds like Manor Punk, and then you said Terry Pratchett, then I was like, ah, that makes sense. Yeah, no, not not Manor. I can see why you would think that it is, but it is not Manor Punk. It's Terry Pratchett in his infamous Discworld. Um, I I hadn't read most of them, and I decided that I should, um, and I began reading them. I don't know a couple months ago from the beginning, and. Uh, Lords and Ladies, I guess, looks like is 14 books into the 41 book series. So, um, good lord, I, I have a ways to go. Um, uh, also, sorry to the people at home who don't want to read 14 books till they get to this one. Oh, well, the, all the books stand pretty well on their own, or uh, as, as uh, Discworld fans will tell you, there are threads within the overall series where Pratchett comes back to various characters or character groups multiple times, and you could just read those. Uh, so Lords and Ladies is the third or maybe fourth book uh, that centers on the witches, some uh, a collection of three witches who live in a very rural area and uh, uh, Terry Pratchett likes to likes to depict them as people that the overly urban might consider you know backwards and backwoods but uh, are in fact you know living their own best lives uh, or trying to anyway and uh, you know possessed of of wisdom uh, and, and cunning. Um, it stars, uh, it is a, 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 what's the word for it? Uh, uh, we have multiple people in the forefront. Multi-POV uh, ensemble cast. Ensemble cast. It is an ensemble cast, um, starring the three witches, uh, uh, let's see, uh, Granny Weatherwax, Nanny Og, and Magrat Garlic. These are adorable um, names and I love them. They are pretty, they are pretty great names and they are pretty great characters. Um, you could without really too much uh, error also look at them as the, uh, the, 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 the fates or the, the uh, woman character archetypes, the maiden mother and crone. Um, because uh, Granny Weatherwax is an old, uh, an old biddy who is all, all iron will and spitfire, and Nanny Og is a patriarch of an expansive clan, 
um, and and uh, you know is a lusty character, and uh, Magrat Garlic is uh, the young one. She's the newest witch who is always feeling uh, like the others don't think she's good enough, and uh, is trying to figure out her own uh, course in in life and love and what she wants to do next with her life. Um, and, uh, I like, I think people who know who have read people who have read Terry Pratchett or read things that he said will not be surprised. I think that, um, that he is very women and character positive in general. Um, uh, just like he, he seemed to in life always be, you know, air on the side of inclusivity and being welcoming. And I think that is evident in most of his books. And I think it's evident here. Uh, the plot itself concerns an incursion of the fey folk or the fairies or uh, whatever other uh, epithets you want to use for them. Uh, who hold up? Who, hold on. Yes. Which fairies? The the fey folk. The the the. Is it F? Uh, was it extra E fairies? I don't remember how they spelled it. Because okay, there's fairy F. Uh, F A E R Y F A I R Y. I don't. If, yeah. I think Bridget um, used the I R Y. Okay. Okay. The, the I R Y is less scary than the extra E. <laughs> Okay, but these aren't though. These are okay. scary. These are these are terrifying people who want to treat humans as playthings and have the power with which to do so. Um, and come to think of it, I'm trying to remember if people die. Some people die. Um, you know, for a, for a book that is that is usually fairly friendly, but yeah, some people die. Trying to remember if lots of people die. I can't. I don't think it was quite that bad. Um, everyone dies. No, I'm die. sure that not everyone died. Oh my god! I promise there was at least one person alive at the end of the book. Um, I mean, probably Granny Weatherwax at least. Oh yeah, yeah. no, you can't kill Granny. Um, but uh, unless you could, it was. It might have been. Yeah, I don't remember. Anyway, it was a tough one. Um, Why just go ask Death? Yeah, I'm trying to. Remember. Death didn't show up much. I mean, Death is also a character that Pratchett likes a lot, um, and and features in some books much more than others. This one, Death did not show up much. Might have shown up once or twice, but anyway. Um, yeah, no, it was a good read. It was a lot of fun, uh, fun and funny, and also uh, trenchant as uh, Pratchett tends to be. Um, you know, he likes to write his plots and then drop in little tidbits of of wisdom that are are uh, criticisms of the way the world works, or or little you know observant witticisms. Uh, and I think this is just, this seems like an excellent example of, uh, of Pratchett doing his signature setting. So I enjoyed it. Um, I'm on a little break from the Discworld books right now to read some other things, but 
you know, it won't be long that before I'll jump in and read another six or something. They go pretty quickly. So, you know, Lords and Ladies by Terry Pratchett for strong women who uh, are all doing their own, uh, you know, having their own challenges and issues and are none of them, you know, pigeonholed into this is what makes a woman or makes a woman character or anything. When you said that, I thought uh, I would take, uh, I'll take Lord and Ladies for 600, Alex. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. Can you place your answer in the form of a question? What is Terry Pratchett? I'm almost positive Terry Pratchett has an answer uh, answer on Jeopardy. (laughs) But he probably wouldn't be a what? (laughs) (laughs) I did, uh, honestly, for Jeopardy, I always answer everything with what? Because that's how my brain works. What what is an answer, Alex? <laughs> you just Elsa, existential I, your way to a victory. I used to be with grandparents, and grandparents watched a lot of Jeopardy. Oh, for sure. Yes. So that's why. And my brain is everything is what? That's how you answer quickly. Don't need to think about uh what is that? Preposite pronouns? I hate English uh, in all forms of it, so no idea. I'm not sure, actually. Uh, usually I know answers like this. Anyway, uh, thank you. This has been another episode of Jeopardy Tactics starring Rachel. Um, Stay tuned for Katie reviewing a book. <laughs> or how did dyslexics talk fast? Yes. That's, poorly. That's, what is poorly? Wah, wah. <laughs> I had to say many numbers this week, and it sucked. Oh, I just typed what is what in English and I got what is English. (laughs) (laughs) That is not the answer to your question. Because everyone knows what what in the butt. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that got me. Okay, sorry. All right, Katie, talk about a book. Hey, Katie, talk about a book. I will. Katie, wait. (laughs) Wait, wait, Katie. Katie, talk about a book, though. Wait, wait, talk about a book. Lead character, Katie, take over. Lead this, lead this podcast home. Save us from ourselves. I don't even, I don't even want to anymore. Mm. All right, you're a side character again. Rachel, take over. (laughs) So the the answer to my question is interrogative. Ah, you're an interrogative. Is it interrogative or interrogative? Interrogative. 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 It's the one that she said, not the one that you said. Okay. I don't know. I just, it's interrogative. Inter interrogative. That's correct. Let's move on. Okay. So Peter, I read the, the authority of all pronunciations has has announced it. Sorry, Katie. What's the what? <laughs> no. What is interrogative? Um, it's, 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 <laughs> <laughs> interrogative so is I, a question. I read the Bone Witch by Rin Chapeco. Oh. Why does that sound familiar? <laughs> okay, Rachel. <laughs> what? Thanks. No, I just, I, just, I was debating if I wanted to read that as well, but I heard um, it's, uh, I, I was, I looked at another book by Rin Sepetko, the never, the never tilting world, world, and I looked at, I decided it was a little young for me, so I was looking at um, other of their works. Yeah, I was like really worried that you're gonna go off and be like, oh yeah, I, like. Six of my booktubers hated it. Oh, I I don't want to do that. Sorry. 
No, no, it's okay. Okay. Um, so it was kind of popular, I would say, like a year or two ago, because I think that's when the the third one came out, because it's a trilogy, of course. Um, so it follows. Okay, there's. T blah, words are hard. Okay, so Tia is our main character, and she. Um, when she was 12 years old, her eldest brother died in a war, and she's like, no man, we can't handle this, and she accidentally raises his from raises him from the dead, oh, and shit. That's, that's how she finds out that she has that ability, um, so then she's fun. taken, she's taken under the wing of another woman who has the ability um and they're brought she brings her to um they call it an ashika and it so it follows her like learning how to harness her powers how to you know keep them in check how not to get too greedy with them because she and Michaela the woman who is she, uh teaching her these things are the only two Dark Asha's, which is like their basic word for witches, kind of. Um, and they are the only ones that can put down these big monstrous Deva creatures. And so they need to be, you know, kind of taken care of because they're a kind of a dying breed. But everyone at the same time hates them because, you know, they they deal in death. They can raise people, they can uh, kill the big monsties, and people just regard them as unlucky. But actually, in the very beginning of the book, it it's from this man's point of view, and he like goes to this beach that he saw in a dream, and he sees this girl, and she's killing this giant monster with nothing but her her voice, her words, she just tells it to die, and it does. And, and then you find out that is Tia when she's 17, and then she's like, okay, I'll give you seven days, and I'm going to tell you my story. And then it goes back and, and to when she's 12 and tells her a story about how she became an Asha. And it's, it's really good. I liked it. Um... So one thing that I kind of had an issue with was that the Ashas, they're kind of like geisha in a way that they have to learn how to sing and dance and play instruments and they entertain in the evenings to make their money. And and there was this one line that really fucking annoyed me. They were talking about the devas, I think, and one of the Asha just goes... Oh, but they're so scary. I oh, and then a random guy who is there is like, "Oh, don't worry your pretty little head about it." But it's like all of the Asha have magic and they some of them do go off and fight these things. Why is she being such a little bitch about it? And I was, "Oh, I hated that part so much." Okay. Sorry. Um <laughs> I, I so have a question it, about I had a question about magic. Yes. Uh what type of dead did she raise? Like thinking dead, like 
unthinking dead zombies. Thinking dead. He's basically himself, and then she actually, after she learns another kind of technique, she can bring him back even fuller so that he can, like, heal his own body and stuff. And because Yeah, it's actually really nice. And then he, like, has his own thoughts. He has his own, you know, kind of agenda, but the overarching, you know, his overarching feelings is that he needs to protect his sister, which, you know, is not because she raised him, but it's because he's the big brother. He needs, that's what he wants to do. And it's just, just like thinking dead brings up some interesting, interesting, uh, like things of consent. Cause like, if you think about the pirate dynamic, she could just kill him again. Well, yeah, she certainly could. And then she could bring him back again. And they actually do make a point of saying that in the, I think in the very beginning where she's like, where I think Michaela says something like, they'll only come if they're willing and you can ask them any question but they can't lie but they can also just like withhold and not say anything if they so choose okay i just i was thinking that i was like that's interesting like points of consent and stuff like that yeah that is interesting it's a it's a good point to make it is consensual necromancy here everybody you can rest easy which is the best kind it still has a bad like connotation with like um power dynamics i would think not reading the book just because she can kill him at any point and he's reliant on her to bring him back if he wants to i mean i suppose so but if she has these intense magic powers in some ways everyone around her is relying on her not to kill them that's true sorry (laughs) i was just thinking (laughs) No, no, it's, I mean, uh, you're not wrong. No, yeah, you're fine. Um, it never, like, even comes up that she even thinks of, you know what, I'm just going to banish him because he's getting on my nerves. He left the he toilet seat up again. I'm just going <laughs> to end his snap, his heart stops, or whatever functions for him now. He collapses. <laughs> yeah. I'll bring him back tomorrow and say, the next time you'll remember, won't you? Yeah. Did you learn? No, that ne- that, like, never even crosses her mind. In fact, um, part of the storyline is that she's trying to find a way to bring him back for, like, to be a human again, to have his own heart so that he doesn't rely on her. Because also, uh. if she dies, he dies. And she's oh. really worried about that because, you know, she goes off and fights the Deva and they're you know, big, huge monsters that, you know, can probably just step on her and poof, gone. So right, and then he would collapse because it's her energy keeping him functioning. Yeah, that's interesting because, like you said, he wants to protect her as an older brother, and but she's also spending her time trying to figure out how to protect him from her death, basically. Yeah, it's kind of like Supernatural, the later seasons, where the brothers are just like fighting over who gets to die for the other one. Never just like that. Oh, okay. You're missing out. All the fan service I, at the end. Mm. I don't think I am. <laughs> you you know what? You probably aren't, Rachel. It's okay. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> um, listen, I, apparently I'm picky, okay? 
Apparently. That's okay. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, you're good. I want to like things. <laughs> I want to like it. I just can't stand it. <laughs> Leave me alone. I want to like things, but if only things weren't so awful. <laughs> I've read 143 books. I've liked at least one of them. At, you know what? That's a good rest. Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying I have a norm normative curb for liking things. Based we on a sample it. of 120, uh, surely one of those spreadsheets that you own shows this to be a fact. Oh no, the spreadsheets oh, really, are back. Uh, no, it's. I mean, <laughs> it's ratings. If you just go by ratings, it shows a curve mm. around 3.5, which is the highest. Okay. Statistics, Math has killed the thing. flow of this podcast, but we're pleased that you like books. <laughs> we we entirely oh. believe you that you're capable of liking things. No one believes that you hate everything. That would be that would be. I the, feel like I next, come to every next level. I, I come to every episode. I hated this book. I actually don't. Well, I, I most that is of not true. Was... You've definitely come and liked books <laughs> at least yes, once. Um, it is written multiple uh, times. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, I did come with my favorite trilogy, which is still my favorite trilogy. And there yeah, you go. Um, I want to point out in my book, uh, if you're thinking that um, this is going to be heavy fantasy, it's really not. Everyone has guns and cars. And car guns. I mean, oh, yes. I did not, I did not uh, picture that when you were talking about your Yeah, book. I no, didn't either, either until, I, <laughs> until the main character is like, I'm going to get on this bus and talking to your husband <laughs> while he's walking around on patrol with his gun. Well, then. Fun. Uh, so, Katie, what was... Uh, what was the name of your book? The Bone Witch by Rin Chupeco. It is the first book in the Bone Witch trilogy. And I read all three of them and I liked them. And it it kind of wraps up nicely. I might That's great. Oh, that's always nice to hear. Uh, yeah. and, and it is important in this case to look for The Bone Witch by Rin Chupeco because there is a, another book titled The Bone Witch. Uh, is it, that is it came out a couple years after by someone else. Um, and at oh. least a cursory reading of the, the summary. <laughs> I remember that. I don't think it actually, did it actually come out? It's that out. The it's one according to this, it's out in November right? 20. There was a controversy? I didn't, I don't remember this. Or maybe I'm thinking of a different book. Well, now but I'm anyway, curious. Is it this one by Ivy, Ivy Asher? Yes. Yeah, I think, Rachel, I think you are correct. That, that is what I'm thinking of. But like Zhao, I think her last name was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A Chinese lady. Yeah. Anyway. Which one? What was it called again? The one that Dan thought he was talking about. Um, it's like the Blood Witch, or I think, or it's either no, it's Blood Air, I think. That sounds right. Yeah. Which uh, is our regard involved, regardless. Katie is recommending Rin Chupeco's The Bone Witch, and not this other Bone Witch that seems like more of a romance. Is it about boning? Yes. I mean, probably. That's all I got. Like, I can't. I I haven't uh, read it. Why? Why is the image for the other bone witch just a lady with a gun? <laughs> that's not my image. That's not the image. Oh, you, I, I'm. You have a I'm looking one? at one, and I see a, a a key with a skull at the end. Who, who oh, I didn't even that? realize that. Who was wrote a key. that one? The one you're looking at, Peter. 
Oh, Ivy Asher, like Katie said. Oh, I found a third bone wing. <laughs> what? Oh. This, what? What is that one? The N hoaxer. H O X A. Yeah. D N H O X A. Oh yeah, hoaxer. That's the one I found. Oh, that's just it. That's not called the Bone Witch. It's just called. Oh, bone you're Witch. right. Just Bone Witch. Which came out like... in 2017 before Rin Chupeco's The Bone Witch. Oh, there's a third, fourth one. Is there another Bone Witch? Oh, no. Yeah, by Alexandra Harvey. I feel like Rin looks... Chupeco should have Googled the title of her. Okay, so I think what we're learning is do not title your book The Bone Witch because it's been done. And more specifically, it's been done. When did, when did the one you found come out, Rachel? Um, I don't know. I gotta. I, I'm on Google Images, not. Um... Ah, well, the, the the three that that we can that I can see on Amazon here came out within a three year span. Witches are coming back, y'all. Get your witch well, on. Bone witches. And, and then there's also the near witch by V. Schwab. Well, I mean, if we're looking at any book with witch in the name, we're going to be here a long time. Okay, so this came out in two, uh, the Bone Witch, the Witches of London, book three, came out in tw- 2018. Oh, okay, no. that was okay, after so... Rin Chupeco's. Because this Rin Chupeco was is that, is that a 2016. One? No, that's, uh, we found that's four. F- okay. Four. <laughs> anyway, I think that's oh, I funny. Found, I, I found five. Oh, oh good. No. The, Who's it, the author Jason... of this next one? Uh, Jason A S A L A, Asala. 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 It came out sure. in 20, 2013. It sure did. It looks. Oh, that's cute. an outlier. That one came out too early. That that person, Jason, missed the curve. No, no, no. <laughs> he's just really ahead of it. Well, yeah, but sometimes if you're first to market, you don't. It doesn't work out for you. Yeah, he's not one in the class of twenty tens. To 2020s Bone Witch books, the 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 late the late 20 teens Bone Witch um, <laughs> Euphorium. Anyway, oh, really? there's there's also an NPC in World of Warcraft called the Bone Witch. Yeah, but that's not a look. Okay, if, come on, we got to close the door sometime. No, 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 no. Ask, Keep this door open. <laughs> people also ask, who are the Bone Witches in Sea Horror? <laughs> <laughs> in sea horror? <laughs> I don't know what sea horror is. I oh. mean, it's horror from the sea, I guess. That's actually that's actually a an article written by Rin uh, Chupeco about her book. Oh, okay. Well, that's sea that's horror? see that fits within. I don't know, man. You got to check out her blog at rinchpeco.com. Okay. <laughs> blogs are outside the purview of this illustrious podcast, and so illustrious. <laughs> Uh, look, I just like adjectives, Rachel. <laughs> this, this interrogative <laughs> podcast. So, uh, uh, this person is going to give us the outro after having given us the intro. Who is Rachel? Uh, who is Rachel? That is always the question. <laughs> uh, I'm, I hope you enjoyed this very tired slash drunk podcast. Um, <laughs> We all may be under the influence of some form of mentally or, or um, mentally mind altering. Yeah, keep going with that. I got you. I like say, fatigue. <laughs> yes. Well, so fatigue is not a substance. A, a mind altering 
state. Uh, state, yes. Minor prescription. <laughs> <laughs> Where all the best ones are. Yeah. I don't know about the uh, best ones. If you go to the doctor, he'll 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 let you try them all out. Like that's not how doctors work. <laughs> oh, I may not have seen a doctor. Hey, uh oh. Dan, <laughs> give me the name of your doctor, and I'll call you back. <laughs> Carl from the Speedway. Is that doctor? <laughs> <laughs> doctor? Did he show you his doctorate? He was Is wearing a white lab coat. That's why I assumed. He prefers okay. the term street pharmacist. Oh, my goodness. All right. Well, I can't be associated with this any longer. So uh, I've been Peter Schaefer. Uh, Go buy his game. Yeah, you can go buy my role-playing game about fighting undead, uh, your undead ancestors in a deep, dark pit. Um, It'll go perfectly well with the Bone Witch. Sure. Yes, I'm going to write a short story based in the well, and it's going to be called The Bone Witch. Um, Perfect. You know what? Sure, I'll take it. Okay, so go my my role playing game called The Well. You can find it at shoelesspetegames.com. You can follow me at shoelesspete on Twitter. Uh, who's next? Dan, you're next. Dan. Hey, it's Dan Evanson. Uh, you can follow me at danielevanson.com. I'm at sinisterinfant on Twitter. Uh, hey, come by and check out Project Juno on danielevanson.com. It's pretty cool. I'm also going to write a short story on World Juno and call it The Bone Witch. They're going to be two separate <laughs> books, of course. Acceptable. I mean, it is NaNoWriMo. It's the perfect time. No, it's not. It's it was, it was NaNoWriMo, yeah. yeah. You could do JanaWriMo. Stop breaking time, Rachel. You could do JanaWriMo. I think we're in February. No, this is January. Okay. Is it? Fuck. No, no next month is... Next book, when we all read the same book. Well, that one's February. That was February. Sorry. Yeah, it should be interesting because we do have a plan for that. We <laughs> right? look. We all know that time hasn't been meaningful since March 2020. So uh, yeah. let's just pretend that we let's stop pretending that time is real. And, and Katie, go. Katie, go. Hey. Um, that's me. I'm Katie. You can find me on Twitter at shimmy book where I tweet if I remember I have it, which isn't very often because Twitter is very forgettable. Um, you can also check out my website, griffinsroostbt.com, and I have books there. I also have journals on there now, handbound journals. So, hey Katie, what does BT stand for? Books and English. treasures. Oh, uh, cool. Yeah. Books and treasures. That's what Rachel? I got. Hi, guys. I'm Rachel. I don't do anything, but you can follow me on most social media sites that are at Arch and Rave. I don't know why you want to. I don't do anything, but you can follow me anyways. Please follow Buff me. Buff your numbers up friends. a bit. <laughs> that is a stellar recommendation. <laughs> yeah. um, you can send us email at too many thoughts media that's two uh, uh, t-o-o many thoughts media at gmail.com if you send us photos of your bookshelves katie will get giddy, giddy. Uh, also you can, please you can review us on apple podcasts and we might read it aloud because we're do serious. we have any of those yet i don't know i don't have apple anymore <laughs> does anyone have oh. apple phone i've never well <laughs> Yeah, we might we might give you a do, shout do out if we ever look. 
Why would Look, I need to I'm, download I'm, it? I'm, I'm a good files. game designer. I'm a decent writer. I am an abominable self-promoter and <laughs> podcast participant, whatever Listen, I am here. The logistics person doesn't have a phone that is compatible with Apple anymore. Yeah. Uh, let's see. We did get a five-star review from Mal Foxley on June 10th of 2021. Wow. He says the hosts of the fantasy book of the month podcast. highlight all aspects of fantasy books and more in this can't miss podcast. The hosts and, ex- and expert guests office offer insightful advice and information that is helpful to anyone that listens. Hey, thanks Mal Foxley. That's Man. How, how old was this review? It's like it was June, June of this year. year. Oh, months? okay. Five months, oh. five months. Well, you Sorry. know what? Thank you. That's way more. And yeah. Are you sure you've been listening to us? When are we helpful? <laughs> I try to be helpful, and I do research. <laughs> I used to do research for each subject. I stopped doing uh, that. I mean, I I am full of sage wisdom, but usually I don't share any of it here. <laughs> Thanks for anyway, keeping it to yourself. That's right. Well, I'm saving it for you know. <laughs> The important people in my life. <laughs> oh, it's my elbow. That hurts. That hurts right in my. Yeah, heart. that was meaner than I wanted to be. I'm sorry. <laughs> I I regret it and I apologize. Apology accepted. Let's end Yay. this podcast. All right. So we're all tired and or drunk and or otherwise altered, and um, so we're gonna sign off now. But thank you for listening, our dear dear listeners. We love you, and until next time, please keep reading. And scene. Cut. <laughs> 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 Stop. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>